Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Um, I so, took a nap right after I watched this movie Why I'm would like, you do I that? I am fucking tired That's like And then I had a dream about You know what that's like? That's like you're at a shit. party you're at a party yeah and someone's like let's do these mushrooms and you're like okay and you take the mushrooms and you're like oh no i feel kind of weird <laughs> maybe maybe i'll just go i'll go hit play on the dvd player and then a racer head comes on and oh, you watch fuck. it why would you do, why that, would you do that carl I like don't, know, don't take a nap after this movie it wasn't a good nap I, yeah what uh, well, really <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me what the fuck um his car is an echo mm-hmm that's gotta be intentional, right? It has to be because an echo is not. I feel like, in a weird way, if he is a, if he, as a man, is a cyst, then I think in a weird way he's also an echo because an echo is like he's he's not originating the sound, right? Because you know, an echo you get the origin of the sound, it bounces off something, and then what you get back is a reflection of yeah. what you're ostensibly hearing. This is the wave pattern bouncing back at you. Right, so he he we don't see him read anything until he's reading the book that she's reading, and oh fuck, right, and we don't see like we don't know anything about his past until he finds a photograph of a woman that he thinks is cool, and then he buys it, and then later he uses that photograph his as his mother, and that's not his mother he's an He's an echo of source material that's bouncing all around him. He's basically like a reflection of photographs. So I think that that echo is important. This movie feels God. this me this movie feels so tightly like micromanaged. It's constructed. It's, it's very yeah. built. Yes, yeah. It constructed's a perfect word for it. Like they're not just like, "All right, let's grab the shot. Uh, how's it look over there?" Right. This, this Does was, it look good? Right. Where's continuity? We make sure that the cigarette pack was in the right place. Yeah, no, it's no. fucking. This is down to like, this is down to like. Oh, I think the Velcro on your shoes was a little tighter in the last. Mm-hmm. Let's let's tighten your shoes a little bit too much this scene, and see what that see gets what us. that does. It's just this. Yeah. This is it's a cum- This movie is a total effect. It's not like one thing shines or it's. There's movies where the performances are great, but you don't notice the cinematography, which is in itself yeah, good, that's good cinematography. That's good cinematography yeah. Then there's Roger Deakins, where you don't even fucking care what's happening because everything like, you're seeing is so beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> this movie is all of those things, like dialed in to like you know bullseye at a thousand yards, mm-hmm. and then they're all firing on all cylinders all the time. It's crazy how well executed this movie is. And the only thing that for me keeps it from being like iconic or because I, I would say I liked this movie, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure I loved it. No, I'm at like a B minus on it. Like yeah. if I like rate it, I'd probably give it like, out. yeah, I'm like, in, I don't really rate either, but I'd yeah. say like solid B, you yeah. know, like this, I'll, I'll definitely watch it again. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm watching with commentary probably at some point. It's good. Yeah. yeah. This movie, anything David Fincher does. Those are the, the commentaries for movies that like, you learn something from those commentaries. Yeah, like any movie that can keep me like kind of like not co- like moving around uncomfortably and like looking like I could feel myself like squinting, getting antsy like, and squinting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any movie that can do that to me, show me. Listen, give Let's me the listen, commentary because yep. I want to know. Get inside that person's brain. Where? What the fuck? How? Where? When? Why? People who don't listen to commentaries 
if you just pick like your three favorite films and spin the commentary, like you like the movie anyway, but I the the amount <sighs> I learned from listening to the Fight Club commentary is stunning. It's unbelievable. There's like four commentaries on the on on the on the special edition one too. There's one with just David Fincher. There's one with David Fincher and Trent Reznor. There's one with just Trent Reznor. And then there's one like there are like four separate commentary tracks for Fight Club. For Fight Club, yeah. The one that I like the most is was was how was Trent Reznor involved? Huh? How was Trent Reznor involved with Fight Club? Not Fight Club. Are you talking about whichever one he did the that was seven uh, that he did the score for? No, he did work with David Fincher on Gone Girl and no, not Gone Girl. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He did right. the score for and Social Network. He nope, did the score that, for. Okay, that Social makes, Network. Yeah. Okay. Um. The that note is done. <laughs> There's a performance note that I have. Um, and I have I have a cinematography note and a performance note as we're moving progressively yes. through the film. So one of the next things we see happen is the little kid wanted this Evangelion toy, and his dad was like, "No more toys. I don't have that kind of money because I'm blowing it all on an affair." Right. <laughs> and, Robin, and Robin Williams like takes the toy and he's like, "I'll put this back for you," but he doesn't. He buys it, and he goes he goes to see this kid's. Not a game. A practice. A, a soccer practice. He's the only one in the stands. That is the best part of that scene. Is when we hear, like, we see a kid. And not, we don't start with the kid. We start with a different kid. Kicking, scoring, the coach, resetting the ball, giving some tips. We've had a little bit of practice. Mm-hmm. This is why I love that. We could have started right with the kid and then gotten him and then that'd be weird. But what's weirder is you get, like... Some some practice. Several minutes of practice, and you hear nothing. And then Jake or whoever the kid, the little kid that is our our through line kid, he kicks and misses the goal, and we hear, "Way to go, Jake! Way to go!" And then we pan out to this super wide shot, and we see Robin Williams alone in the stands, all by himself. And you're like, "Oh, he's mm-hmm. sitting in silence until Jake does something, and then he's applauding Jake." Again, not doing anything. Not doing wrong. anything wrong, but boy, is it unsettling and the creepy. The fact that he is—if it had been a game, there would you would have expected other parents in the stands, but parents don't generally attend practices, right? So you'd, you'd so expect- it would be because so, I thought for a hot second, I'm like, oh, there is no like plot hole. There is no fucking way there would just be one person in the stands. Like, wait, it's a practice. Yeah, Kid, parents don't go to parents practice. don't go to practices. They right. come pick you up afterwards or whatever. Right. Maybe they got stuff to do, up, but like. Yeah, it might just be fucking Psy there. Which is not wrong, but right. boy, is it wrong. Boy, is it wrong. <laughs> and then I love that the coach is like, you're you right okay? There. And All he's right. like, yeah. And there's a weird note in, it's, I don't think that the kid necessarily does like stellar work here. Sure. But there is a little bit of note yes. where he's not sure if he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. But, but maybe I'm not. I mean... Coach know. does a great job of following up. I'm like, oh, so who are you? Are you are you in the okay to be with this kid list? Like, right. <laughs> does the coach follow? He doesn't, does he? No, he doesn't follow yeah, up at all. He, just, he, okay. he pulls the fucking drawstring on the gotcha. ball bag. He's like, all right, well, bye. Enjoy gotcha. getting boy Because like, like, <laughs> when you said that, I was like, I really don't remember him. I just kind of remember him leaving, and yeah, I thought he does. how weird that nope, was. That's there's exactly no what follow up at all. I was like, okay, doesn't even I guess talk to the adult. He's just doesn't like, even. Hey, kid, you cool? He's like. Um, I think yeah. I am. All right, well, don't be late next time. Bye. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, fuck. Just, just like, great adulting. Wow. 
who lets you be in charge of children? <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. So one thing we haven't talked about because I was saving it for this specific moment of cinematography, which just gave me like the biggest camera boner ever is when Sai, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said boner given the context <laughs> right. of the scene, but when Sai and Jake are walking towards us, we stay not just like medium wide, but like super wide. And we are, we hear them talking as they approach. They're in the distance. Yep. And they're out in the sunshine. They're out in the sunshine. There's sunny trees behind them. There's, the sun is still up. It's nice and bright. It's an open space. There's nothing encroaching on them. But we're in the woods. And the woods we're in are black. And they border the screen all the way around. So we are in a like a cave-like dark box looking out at the sunshine where Cy and this kid are. And it is skin-crawlingly mm-hmm. well-executed. It's so ominous. It's like the big bad wolf. It's that whole... But he's not being it's, And he's but it's he keeps there. his distance yeah. for un, wait now hold on. Mm-hmm. He keeps his distance and they move forward. And again, mad props to the director and the decision to do this. They just let that camera roll. We just stay in and I can't it's not like ooh, the woods are kind of dim. Black. Silhouette black. We are like we're in like the spooky woods from every horror movie yes. you've ever seen, but we're looking out at this beautiful pastoral scene. And as they get closer to the darkness, you get more uncomfortable because you're like, oh, don't go in the dark woods with him. Right. Please, please uh, don't. Don't go in there, kid. Come on. And you don't know. I mean, it's because they're heading towards a black space and there's a child with an adult that he doesn't know. Like all that stuff triggers stuff in our our deep brains that are like warning signs. But again, he's not being weird. And they walk in and they walk in and then they get to like that liminal space right on the edge of the black, that black forest. And Sai puts a hand out and stops the kid. And you're like, oh, oh my God, he fuck touched it. him. Here it is. Yep. And he, because he stops him with his hand. And it's the first time you've seen him He's like actually touch the kid. Touched he him, touched yeah. the kid. And you're like, oh, not like touched the kid, but he just like touches his arm to stop him from moving. And then he, again, it's that not precise, like, like creepy predatory movement, but just the simplicity of the movement that Robin Williams does. This is a masterful performance yes. by him. He stops the kid goes down on one knee and ties his shoe and you're ready to scream yep. at this television it's so it's, get your fucking hands off that kid what the fuck do you think you're doing it's you have like, no business tying his shoe if he was the, there oh if he was in front of you you'd be punching him well yep. you wouldn't because he's robin williams and right just seeing him in front of you, you'd probably hug him for 29 hours right. but but like in that moment i swear like if God. i was if i was his dad and i saw that i'm like get the fuck off my kid and yeah. i'd be like oh dude you'd go swing in some haymakers you'd, dude. Ass, yeah. you'd go over and kick ass immediately yep, immediately and yet i mean there there's a little bit of boundary crossing yeah. there because he 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 like the stopping the kid uh, it feels weird but yep. it's that it, it you're right you're exactly right it's that cape fear thing where you're like well, he touched his arm. Is that enough? Can I? And he's just tying his shoe. Like right, the and then kid he bends and ties shoe. the shoe, and you're like, like, "Can I call the cops? I can't. Can I? I can't fucking call the cops." Well, well, his shoe was untied, and he tied it. Right. The did he? Was... Did he touch him in an appropriate manner? No, nope, nope. not at all. Did he say anything in the? No. Nope. Nope. Tried to give him a present. The kid gave it back. And he let him go. Okay, we're done here. There's no. There's nothing you can we, do. Right. It's so. <laughs> Dude, it's great. Yeah. It's great. They they it's they have such a clear idea of what the line is, mm-hmm. and Sai lives on the line, yeah. but never crosses it until the like last twenty or thirty minutes of the movie. And you're the whole time. It's just there's there's a bit where um, 
God. Like the, the one of the next bits is when he goes to the food court and he sits down and he's reading that book and they have that weird exchange. And he's being awkward there And the scene is The scene's okay I like it I like how she engages Mm -hmm. Because you can see a look She knows the Oh you're sigh Oh how are you You know what's really creepy About that scene If you watch it closely You get the sense That he's read the book Several times Because he is At the beginning of the book When he opens it It's just a prop He's not reading it He's holding it up So she sees it He's in like the first Where he's holding it He's in like the first 15 pages And then she goes Oh, you're. Oh, I didn't know. My God, you're reading that. That's so strange. And blah blah blah. And then he goes, "Oh, yeah." And there's there's some. But he has that flat voice. It's not like, "Oh, yeah." It's like, "Yeah, I think it's really interesting what he has to say." And he like flips through almost half of the book. Why was he in the first fifteen pages if the quote? If he knows where the quote is, and it's he's already read the book several times. He has this book like. By heart Probably memorized It's fucking (laughs) creepy dude And he gets to the middle of the book And then he's like Like the only thing we have to fear Is that which we regret He says some like Bullshit Cohen or whatever But I I wasn't even listening Because I'm like Why is he flipping to the middle of the book Did he read this whole book already? Oh my god The book was just I mean I knew it was a prop But in this moment He takes it out like Bait for a fish Or a deer And remember Snapshot was originally a hunting, a hunting term. term. God, that's the best line. It's the best line in the movie. The snapshot was originally a hunting term because that is like this. He's he is aware that he is a hunter. It's the moment that you expect like the real score to start. Like the soundtrack just goes like blah, yep. blah, blah, as he walks into the hotel because like dude, danger. Like we're not na- okay. Now we know. Yeah, it's it's he's still being subdued, but fucking game on. He, he he's refers pure to himself as a hunter. Yeah, he's pure predator from yeah. that line on, but that line is killer. Um, but there's a there's a bit right a performance note. You know, um, when you have when you're running dialogue with someone, mm-hmm. how to you know like that naturalism is like, well, you know, you sometimes you'll jump on the end of somebody's line. Yes. You pick up your cues, right? You don't want to, you know, like. So, Carl, how was your day today? Oh, my day was okay. How that, about yours? It was good. I'm glad. Like that's yeah. you don't do that, but sigh is like one millisecond too fast, and it's. Dude, it's super unsettling. It's it's again, it's it's someone who it's Robin Williams in 2002. This is someone who has done masterful work yes. for decades. And there's she says, "It was nice talking to you." And he says, "It was very nice talking to you." But her you and his it are like right there. Like time code lined up. Fuck. It's so creepy, dude. She's like, "It was nice talking. It's it was nice very nice talking huh. to you." And he just it's it's insane. It's like he didn't even hear what he said. It was like he was watching her lips move, and he's and like the programmed response. Right. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's truly truly awesome because it's not just like he's not just like um you know like jumping on the end of her dialogue. It's like weird. It's it's so weirdly precise how his first word hits her last word. Every, oh my God. Everything about this movie is just like <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I and the more I talk about it, I'm, it's still it's still for me like a an, a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. But the more I talk about it, like I love all these little things, like love, like genuinely think they're great. But again, the whole on the whole, yeah, it's isn't still, that weird? The, the, all of its parts and all the things I love about it, it just doesn't come together for me. Um, as a great movie, it's uh, God. It's there's something about it that falls flat. It might be the family stuff. I think it might be because that's a pretty damn important part of it. Yeah, yeah. Because that is the whole reason why we're watching this movie. So 
we're getting why Sai is doing what he is doing. And if that how about falls flat. how about seeing Sai filling the chemicals in the printer with big rubber gloves, a leather apron, and a gas mask on? He's just doing his job, mm-hmm. and he's horrified. He's horrifying. Horrifying. He looked like a goddamn Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. I'm like, who's he going to feed that poison to? Exactly. Was my thought. I'm like, is he going to use that as some? No, he's at work. It's time to dump the chemicals. He's, he's putting he's, the chemicals. He's, the chemicals he's, in filling the res- he's filling the reservoir. He's filling the reservoir. But I'm like, who the, the fuck same, is Yeah, he the moment I saw it, I was like, shit. I was like, oh shit, when did he lose it? When did he lose? Oh my god, is he gonna kill his boss? Right. Oh my god, what's he? Oh, he's filling the printer up. Oh. 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 Hmm. Well. Hmm. He's just following OSHA standards and wearing the Exactly. Yeah. He's again, you know what he's doing? He's doing exactly the thing he's supposed to be doing. And you're like, stop that. Stop it. Don't stop do it, that. Weirdo. Do something what's different. Wrong with you? <laughs> He's, yeah, exactly. He's following like the book standards yeah. of like, well, these chemicals are pretty dangerous. I guess I better. They're corrosive. If um, you get them in your eye, you go blind. Well, you probably well, Yoshi, problems. don't forget to put your mask on and maybe make sure you've got your gloves pulled up when you're. Oh, you're going to need a rubber apron, too, because if you get it on your clothes, I tell you why the stain's not coming It'll never out. come probably off. probably give you a skin burn. It burned through my belt. That's why I don't wear <laughs> That's one why anymore. I don't wear a belt. But, like, I burnt all the laces off my shoes. That's why I wear Velcro. You give him such an accent when his voice is so <laughs> not. <laughs> That's not even. <laughs> I know. You're like. Oh, hey there. How's it going there? You got that that chemical I've been reading this here romantic (laughs) book about the loves. Uh, You'd read it too. I like what he has to say about it. Um, So when he gets fired, Mm -hmm. we see like... Oh, finish out your week? What a dick move. What a dick move. You're fired. Finish out your week and then turn in your keys. I'm like, how about two middle fingers for your butthole? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and we gonna, move on. And since I'm a, I'm Cy, I'm gonna throw this this chair through that window. <laughs> through that window. How about that? How's that sound to you? How about that? But no, that doesn't happen. No. Um, there is a brief little flare up where he's like, he he like. I haven't made in eleven fucking years or whatever. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I haven't fucked up a print in eleven years, yeah. which is not true. He fucks up a print at the beginning of the movie. He cuts, oh, he cuts it. Right? He cuts one of the exposures yeah. in half, and then later. Just previous to this, we've seen him lie again when he tells her that that photograph is his mother. So we're seeing Psy create a reality that's not real. And I think that the reality he's creating is go back to the beginning, that Mm -hmm. first voiceover. We create a life for ourselves. That's what photographs are. Yeah. He is. He lives in photographs. So in his mind. He's creating those. Yeah. It's like his memories aren't memories. It's like a photo album. Like when he's standing there with that glass of water, it's like he's flipping through the the snapshots of the day or whatever because he's never fucked up a print what are you talking about and it's weird because when he says this is my you know like oh this is my mother she passed away you get no sense that he knows he's lying like as far as we can tell he think if we hadn't seen him buy that picture we We would have taken that as as fact and i think in a weird way maybe he does too you know what I mean? Maybe like in his brain, he's like, oh my God, I found a picture of my mom at this random sale. How, and how it, fortuitous that right. I came and here. Then, I haven't, I've lost. Boop, yeah. It, then it rewrites, he rewrites it. Retroactively yeah. rewrites his life. And now that's his mom, which is fucking scary, dude. It's this movie is like really scary. Um, so when he gets fired and they tells him to finish out his week and you're just like, oh, come on, Gary Cole. What the <laughs> come on, fuck, Dick. bro? Shut that ain't good. <laughs> Shot. I'm. Shot, Gary Call. Um, he goes down and he sits 
it's amazing. It's this amazing shot where he sits on like in the the bedding area or whatever, and there's like a lamp set up and a desk and the bed, and he, there's like a, a little stuffed animal on the bed, and he's sitting there, and he's sitting in like a shop window life, in in a weird way. When we've seen earlier domestic spaces, and anytime Sai is in them, they get this cold sheen to him, like when he's uh, invading their house in his head, but. When we see him and his own domestic space, his own house is like this weird, barren, sterile place. And now we get another domestic space and it's a fake setup. It was set up by merchandisers. Yeah, it's a it's a store display. And this is like this. This where he goes for to comfort himself is a store display. And again, it's not wrong. No, (laughs) it's just you're like, what? Um. I have a note here. This mm-hmm. is a, a personal note. We can get to this at the end of the show if you want. Did, sure. But I don't know if I ever did. Did I ever tell you the story about the serial killer barber? The My barber from when I was a kid turned out to be a murderer. Uh, no. Haven't mentioned this. Didn't talk about this we on the show. We can talk about it right now. You talk about this like, right now? Yeah. You can't leave a like, have I tell you about the serial killer? Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. And if you want, head on over to Patreon. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. We'll do it on the show. Um, So there's, when I was growing up, I went to a barber to get my hair cut. With my brother I won't say where This happened But The barber we used to go to It was the It was like the third place That we lived And we just found this Awesome small town barber And it was uh, Two guys Owned it Let's call them like Bob and Bill Fair enough So They were always totally cool They were super cool We went to them for years Like All through my Like Some of my formative years About five years of my life We went to these Two barbers Bob and Bill and one day we went to go get our haircut. Usually you could just do a walk in or, you know, we'd go and do our grocery shopping and make an appointment and come back when we could get there. And the store was closed. It was midweek and there was a sign and it was like closed until further notice. And we were like, oh, what? Well, that's weird. And we ran into Bob at the grocery store and we we're like, we saw this store was closed. And he had, he was cr- like, had clearly been crying for a long, a oh, while fuck. and he was drunk, like visibly drunk in the grocery store. And my mom eventually was like, Oh, let's go and pulled us away. So we like asked around and we were like, what? And eventually we eventually saw it in the newspapers, but we asked around and we got the story from one of the people who was local to that town. Um, and they were like, they were like, yeah. Um, well, uh, a kid went in. For a haircut And Bill tied him to the the barber's chair And drew the blinds and locked the door And uh, told him all the things Extremely explicit things he was going to do to him like, like rape you and cut your feet off And like really, really brutal stuff And then he left to go and up Maybe get at his hacksaw or his chainsaw Or oh, whatever the fuck. fuck And the kid got out of the Managed to slip the bonds and get out of the chair and escape the barber shop. And when Bill came back, kid was gone. So Bill rushed home and got in his garage in his car and closed the door and started the car and killed himself. And then over the course of like the next six, eight months, they we started hearing more and more stuff in the newspapers about like, uh, you know, like 
kid goes missing oh, or like fuck. yeah like no fucking way there was no way that they could they they never found bodies well i don't know now it's right. it's been like a decade since then a little more than a decade since then so i don't know but like they, they they weren't finding bodies or anything but they were like you know Freddie the barber Holy we are shit. suddenly reopening they reopened like a dozen cases or something like that Holy and shit. the weirdest thing about i mean that's that cut your hair yeah constantly constantly he used to do um the straight razor shaves on the back of my neck and stuff and but one of, and he was this is the strangest thing because i know like yeah he's a fucking maniac but he was super nice he was always super polite really friendly there was one incident that was kind of weird where we stopped going to them for like two months and we eventually went back and nothing right. else ever happened but there was a bit my brother was is four years younger than me and i was in uh high school so i was about like 16 17 18 mm-hmm. so sam would have been like 14 okay and sam liked to fish and bill was like uh you know came over and was like Oh yeah, well, you know, if 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 uh, if your boy ever wants to come over fishing, I live on the lake and I got a boat, and we can, you know, and and that mom's like, oh yeah, maybe we don't know you that well. You're just the barber, right? Very much like like, like photo sign, guy, yeah. right? So you know, like, well, yeah, uh, you know, maybe, yeah, huh, we'll have to talk to Matt about it. It's my dad, and uh, the guy goes, yeah, you know, and if if he, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he'd he'll stay on my property. But if he wanted to have, if he wanted to have a be- have a beer or have a couple of beers, we'd go out fishing. But he he'd stay on my property and he'd be with me the whole time. And if he wanted to just, you know, we'd have a couple beers and go fishing. That'd be we'd spend the day together. Ooh. Yeah. And mom was like, "Well, mm. no, hey, my son's fourteen, so we're not. I don't know. We're not. No we, the beers. We're no drinking. Mm. Yep, definitely not. And you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. And then we stopped going there for yeah, like two months. That's weird. Awkward. Yeah. After that, right back to normal. Never mentioned again. Friendly, jovial, the whole shebang until about a year later when he killed himself in his garage and had tried to rape and kill a a local boy. Yeah, dude. That's so watching this movie, I like halfway through, I can't believe it took me that long, but like like, halfway through, I was like, I knew a guy, like I had an experience like this. Like he didn't, he didn't tie me up or like kidnap my dad or whatever, but like this happened like for real that I always I often think about that time where they're like why don't you if he wants to come over and fish Jesus. and maybe have a couple beers like dude what the fuck right and you're like why who? this is like the image of him with the straight razor on the back of your neck like mm-hmm. it's like mm, it's that's a nice neck like it's fuck me, dude, dude I know dude it's super it's <gasps> weird it's really really weird and it like I mean in the in like the Ugh. year or two after we right. heard you mean when you're young you bounce back from stuff really fast but dude I was creeped the fuck yeah up. I wouldn't Cause if, if, and it's weird to say, but like Bob and Bill, nicest guys in the world, you know? You know, he was a quiet man. Like, it, but he wasn't though. Like yeah. everyone knew him. So friendly. La 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 You la, never would have guessed. Yeah. And then you're like, Bill? But if Bill could do that, then what about that guy? Right. Or wait, what about that guy? Mm-hmm. For like a year afterwards, dude. It, it, there was fuck with you. It's paranoia. gonna fuck with me tonight when I'm trying to go to bed. Thank you. <laughs> Just turn to Danielle and be like, "If I was 14, would you want to drink beers and go fishing <laughs> with me? Fishing with me? I don't know why I'm asking you. Just I mean, yes or no? It's a yes or no question. Don't even think about it. It's just a simple question. Just, first thing just answer. Mind. First what comes to your mind? She's like. Mind. Do you want to watch Cape Fear? And then you just leave. (laughs) (laughs) You just come back here, Carl. And you'd be like, you were right, dude. You were right. You were totally right. You were so right. Darnell wants to kill me. Darnell. Darnell going to go. (laughs) She going after me. 
Okay. Um. Yeah. So that was my note. Serial killer barber. Oh my god, that's crazy. Dude. I know, man. Like, yeah, I'm, I can't believe I haven't shared that yet. No. I try usually if I can shoehorn that into a conversation. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm, I'm surprised that all the time we work together that didn't right. come up either. <laughs> not even on the podcast. Like, right. Hey, welcome to the restaurant. I'll be showing you around. Uh, hey, uh, do you know uh, I murderous barber to cut my hair? <laughs> hey, who does your hair? That's great. My barber tried to kill it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you go to a party and they're like, so, um, how do you know, uh, how do you know Jane? Well, it's an interesting story. Um, I actually saw that Jane had hair and I used to get my hair cut. <laughs> By a guy trying to kill me. Trying to great. kill me. No. But, um, so there's, moving past the serial killer mm-hmm. barber moment, we were talking about, um, when he gets fired and he's sitting in that weird, after he gets fired, we start to ramp up to the, the, the snap. Yep. And there's this awesome moment when he, it's not the breaking of the camera. The breaking, when he, he can't get the instant camera that he gave the kid at the beginning of the right. movie. He can't get it open, so he like breaks it on the table. But it's, it's weirdly a hollow, it's hollow. You're not like, oh my God, he broke a camera. Right. Like He's if just he, frustrated. If he'd thrown and... that glass, you'd have pissed your pants. Oh yeah. But when he breaks the camera, you're like, we saw this coming. Because he's, he's like weirdly quiet and sullen. That coiled snake in a way. But rather than let the moment pass... Robin Williams tags up with something infinitely scarier than that burst of rage. And it's his, it's the way that he breathes to calm himself down after he smashes the camera. He smashes the camera and it's almost like a moan where he's like, And it's, he's pushing the breath out so hard and it's either like the first or like it's one of one of the breaths has a touch of sound to it and it's really a, it's really disturbing because he's, he's calming himself down but it's like wow. and then it's just breathing then it's just like like he's literally he's, keeping himself from from completely snapping at that it's, point yeah because you, you've seen people do deep deep breath acting before. yeah but like, when you get that growl in there that's like it's you're it's almost not even the growl. It's like what comes after. It's mm-hmm. he's there's so much pre- you can hear pressure in his neck and mouth. It's like when it comes out of him. You can it's it's fucked up. You can it's like he's you just want him to just one time just breathe out for real one time please but god doesn't. but he doesn't. So after we get that you know and you know like a, like I said not surprising moment Robin Williams just jacks the pressure right back up with it's dude, I'm telling you, go watch it. If you watch it with to, the yeah, commentary, commentary. Yep. watch for that. After he breaks it, watch his breathing. Fuck. Dude, his his and his head doesn't move. He goes back into like stillness mode. We just saw him smash the thing and then he just freezes and he's like and you're like Whoa. Oh my god. It it's it's like painful to watch. It's amazing. And then that that's been this whole movie. Great moment and then And then yeah. Those pictures that the kid took are beautiful yeah it's it's like everything that like new photographers out of college wish yeah, they, they could i'm gonna capture. take a picture of just the tip of a <laughs> of a shovel just the <laughs> one of the things that i mean the obvious thing is earlier we see him no one takes pictures of the bathroom faucet right. or the wasp on the jello this kid does yeah and what do we see Robin Williams take pictures of at the end of the film? The yeah, same stuff, head. except yeah. this kid's pictures are all vibrant and brilliant and colorful. in color. 
everything Robin Williams shoots silver, is monochromatic again. Silver and beige. And, and what I, I like about that is the difference between childhood and adulthood. Because Robin Williams identifies himself in the last like 30 seconds of the movie very strongly with the kid. Mm-hmm. He basically says, oh, like, yeah. I went through something similar to what this kid went through. And pr- as if he's telling the truth, much, much, much worse. Yes. But what we see is this kid, he took all those pictures before the affair was discovered. So that innocent kid, what is that? How does that kid see the world? Things that make you happy. And that kid is made happy by the same stuff that makes Robin Williams happy, except he sees the colorful the stuff. And Robin Williams is what he sees and what he snaps on his camera is the the washed out muted version of that and i have a further note on that but we gotta wait till the end to get to it and oh shit when i saw that last scene that was my first thought and then i took into account what he just said and i like almost lost it dude it's i almost cried on the couch it was it's such a very few movies can push the reveal this far like there's like it's the last two minutes of the movie yeah yeah after we get the big reveal there's I think it's like the almost the last piece of dialogue because the is. next thing he says is he can asks, I have my, can pictures? I have my pictures and he sees his pictures and the rest of the movie silent. It's almost the last thing we hear. It's oh, it's so, so well done. They push it to. No, it's, it's the last couple of things said, dude. It's like the it's like the machinist where the twist in the machinist is like the last four minutes mm-hmm. of the movie. And then the whole movie makes sense. If you've never seen it, you're like, what am I fucking watching? And then the last four minutes are like, hey, here's the whole movie. Ready? Right. you're just blown away by it um once we get oh and before when he laughs and cries that laugh cry when Mm. he's looking at the kids pictures that yeah heartbreaking yeah because he's sitting on the floor in the photo lab Mm -hmm. looking at those pictures and they have that laugh cry that that comes out of him is so true yeah honest it's 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 a really really it's yeah, that's a good word for it. It's a really honest moment in the performance, yeah. and you get a you get a real sense of of pain because he doesn't open up with emotions very much. Nope. Actually, the only thing we've seen is I haven't fucked up a print and the smash, and that's the only emotion we've seen out of him. But now we get his weird warped expression of joy, which is sobbing. Yeah, it's horrible to watch. Um, and then we get some of the. Some of the fucking best shots in the movie when he starts uh, when he's trying to track down that girl He's like, why do I know you and he's looking at the wall through the magnifying glass and they find that perfect angle Where it just creates a blur directly over his eyes And then one of the next shots we see is his eyes totally obscured by the uh, oh, he doesn't have eyes. Yeah Oh, it's so dude. It's a it's it's like watching um, It's like what it's like watching a music video it's like watching a Nine Inch Nails music video or like a, yeah, exactly. That's what the world this man came or, from, the director. I, I don't know, I got a racer head on the brain, but it's like it's, watch, it's, it's like a shot from a racer head where you're looking at it and... Why doesn't he have eyes? And there's a really, there's an obvious explanation, which is like, well, we're looking through the magnifying glass mm-hmm. and it's at an angle, so the light is distorted so we can't see his eyes, but it just creates a blur yes. over his eyes and then the next, I think it's the next or very close to the next, is the rear view mirror right over his eyes and you're like... Show me his eyes. Show me his damn eyes. Show me his fucking eyes. <laughs> it's just, it's just so fucking weird. And then the uh, the rearview mirror, when when he is watching her, we hear that sound, and he looks over, and the horse is just going with nobody on it. 
that was like the eraser head pull the briefcase nope. out from under the bed moment. Nothing happening. Nothing happening. Just a horse. It's weirdly Weird sexual. Fuck. And like, like yeah, it's, that horse just rocking back yeah, and forth. The horse is rocking back and forth with no kid on it. And it's going fast. It's yeah. like, and you're like, why does that make me feel uncomfortable right. in my pant area? Come on now, there's a feeling weird. Then he tra- he starts following her home, and when the- her car swerves, dude, tension. This whole movie just builds tension because you you know that she's gonna get to that picture. It's like a fuse. Because he he okay, <laughs> just glossed that over. He finds a picture of the of the husband having an affair, slips it into some exposures that are gonna go to the kid. And then the kid is going through his pictures and finds, finds the it, picture. Shows it to mom. Which, by the way, does it trouble you at all that he knew the that, kid would be seeing that? Yeah. Yep. Sure. That's does. kind of a little icky, right? Yep. But here's your father having an affair with a naked woman. Right. And you're the, nine or ten years old. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the kid does not do amazing work. No. It's not. It's not a great performance. But you know, like it just kind of like you get the sense the director was like, "Look, Solon," and the kid was like, "All right, what's Solon? I guess this right. is Solon." Hey, remember that when you had it? Do you have a teddy bear? Do you have teddy? Bears? They don't. The they don't stick with the kid very me. long. They stick. They shift over to the mom. She does. She does some pretty good stuff. But what really shines is Sai when he. I mean, obviously. Duh. But when Sai <laughs> when Sai pulls over, his blinker's broken. Did you notice? No, I did not. So she pulls over, and when we're in their car, it's tick, 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 tick. And then we cut to Sai's car, and it's tick, 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 Oh, shit, that fast Because his blinker's broken. Oh, my God. It's fucking awesome, Carl. Like little, tiny details. Like some, think about that. Someone on set was like, what if we broke the blinker? Then the ticking would be faster. Then it's an audio thing. It's a character thing. character thing. Like, get your fucking light fixed. Like, right. Like he's uh, everything looks fine on the surface, but underneath, stuff is going just a little broken. Right. It's so crazy. You're getting a fix it ticket. You're not. You're not like going to jail for it. And what really? You're gonna have to pay a small (laughs) fine. What really? Yeah. Like again, this isn't like we finally caught him, the bastard with the broken. (laughs) broken (laughs) (laughs) We were given two fix it tickets. And then you're getting a third. If you get a third, you're going to prison for a long time. Side, but it's it's you know it's like up. Forget here's fifteen bucks and you get that. Or probably just like may want to get that blinker fixed. Right. No stakes at all. But that is high. But the, what really makes that tension of that moment work is that they cut back and forth, tick, not just tick, once. Tick, so you tick, get like tick, 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 and then it's like tick, tick. Oh, dude, it's it messed with me. I was like, who knew that like a metronomic could have such a? I made that word up, by the way. Metronomic. Metronomic. I think that's a real word. It might be. How about his dream? The that was. Okay, so I that's the one bit that I've been thinking about over and over again, whether or not it fit. Mm-hmm. You're talking about when he has a dream and he screams and he puts his hands on his eyes and, and developing, the developing fluid, fluid sprays out, out of him. Yeah. What do you think? I fuck, man. Well, we've already had things with his eyes anyway, right? It? But I I don't know, man. I I mean, I think the symbolism is maybe a touch. There, I can see what you're saying. Touch on the nose, like his eyes. A little bit like an unnecessary jump scare. That we don't need here because it is like he covers his head, then he screams. I mean, and there's a music sting and everything. Right. So and it's like, it's there for that 
it's it's making it weird for the sake of being weird and jarring and shocking. We've already had. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was necessary. It was very Marilyn Manson. I think that it was a very cool. It was that was very music video, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that was that was that was the music. That was pure music video. Yeah, yeah. I I love the shot. I thought it was cool how his eyes filled with the fluid first, right? And then he covered them, and then they gushed. Then they gushed, kind of like shining blood elevator way. It looked great and fantastic. I just think it was a little out of place. See, I, I, when I, I mean, my note is terrible, like, oh my God, that's so fucking terrifying. terrifying. But sitting yes. across from you and talking about it, I can see that it was maybe a touch gratuitous. I yeah. still, I still liked it. I like the shot. It's still a great. I, just, I, would, I'm, I would, I would cut it if I'm it on, were my choice. I'm on the fence about it. Yeah. I, part of me, like my, the, the really, really hardcore horror fan, I like it a little. Oh, yeah. I like getting yeah. that jump scare. And the, the, once I realized it was developing fluid and not blood, I was like, oh, right on. His yeah. eyes are cameras. His brain is a camera. He's a camera. <laughs> I get it. I so, felt unnecessary and kind of wedged in. Like, oh, I've got a really cool shot. Is that one cop the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy? Yeah, that's Agent that's, Coulson. That's Coulson. And he's playing Agent Coulson. Yeah, Agent Coulson. Before he met Nick Fury. Agent. This so this movie. is pre-Fury Agent Coulson. This is pre-Fury Agent Coulson. This is before Probably the this first is the case Inhumans. that got him that gig. Probably. They're like, wow, you, you cracked this gig. And the next <laughs> thing you know, very young Nick Fury is knocking on the door. We're like, we're going to change your name to Coulson. And you're you know, going to be Coulson. Superheroes. Coulson, we've been watching you. You got a lot of potential. You got you got. But moxie. it's time for you to come to the big leagues. <laughs> right. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> no, I noticed that immediately and I actually clapped and Danielle wasn't at home when I watched this movie. She, she clapped alone work. in her room. Well, no, it's like one of those things where like, we're such nerds. Like I went, honey, it's Agent Coulson. No one is here. I'm here by myself. It's, See, nothing wrong with that, Carl. Right. But still, it's unsettling. It's unsettling, right? <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong by thinking a person was in the room. So speaking of Coulson, what did you think of that green screen driving? Fuck that shit. Oh my God. Come on. You don't have a soft spot in your heart for some good green screen driving? Listen, I watched The Room two days before I watched this. I have no soft spot for green screen anymore. Oh, yeah. You can't watch The Room near anything because if they throw a (laughs) single green screen shot in there, you're like, I'm fucking done. I'm out. I'm done. (laughs) I'm out. Uh, No, it was good. Yeah, you don't yeah, believe I that. Don't. don't lie. Don't lie to our viewers. Say what you mean. You didn't dig. You didn't dig it. No, no, of course not. I did great. not watch the room, and I was like, "Look at them just not driving at all." <laughs> Look at them just their steering wheel. Just oh fuck yeah, dude! Come on, they're going from one it's, lane to the other. It's a, it's it's a close up. It's yeah. a close up. Cogs and sprocket montage. Love one of those. Love some not driving. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I, my favorite thing with green screen driving is when the driver actor wants to act. So he just looks at the passenger and he just responds to the, and you're like, he hasn't looked at the road you, in like a minute and a you half. You're heading right for a semi. This guy. Off a cliff. They're all going to die. Yes. You have a car full of children. Like, like any, any scene where the mom like leans in the back seat and she's talking to the passenger. You were like, completely irresponsible. You were really bad this morning and call in. You know, your teacher called me and I'm like, eyes on the road, mom. Mom. Eyes on the road, mom. Eyes on the road. Oh my God, she's not watching the road. We're <laughs> <laughs> all gonna die. We're <laughs> <laughs> all gonna die. All right. Uh, oh yeah, we rolled her over. So we're at like two hours and six minutes. Let's oh, finish shit. this up. Yeah, let's do. We didn't even talk about the climax of the movie. We'll no, do that, and yeah. then we'll be out of here. Fair enough. He gets that big ass hunting knife. He goes and gets the dad and the mom and or the dad and the mistress in the room. And this is the weird part for me. Because 
what he, how he behaves here, I think, gives credence to the little flash of his past that we get later. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't want them to touch each other. Nope. He doesn't care that they're naked. The nakedness doesn't bother him. He doesn't want any contact. Don't touch her. Don't get your hand up. Who said you could touch her? Right. Like, yeah. And then, oh my God, hearing him, hearing, hearing Robin Williams say, put his thing in your mouth. Yeah, that fucked me up hard. It really gets yeah. you. It really, really gets and you. And the fact that he is he also, well. but he, Sai is also kind of not happy with the fact that he's doing what he's doing. He's not at all. so like, he, he's torn like so oh my god robin williams just brilliant yeah it's 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 like it's like he's doing but he's like like ah doing this thing where he's like it's it's the moments when he's interacting with them where he oscillates between rage and i don't think it's rage because they're not listening to him i think it's rage because they made him have to come do this yeah and then he looks like he's gonna be sick or he's gonna cry yep like, like he's disgusted with himself. It's when she dis- she God. goes to actually like go down on the guy, and he goes, "Just pretend just it's pretend. all pretend." And then she doesn't do it right, and he grabs her hair and jams her head down and says, "Like this." And then he lets go of her hair, like he, like her hair burned him, yep. or like he had hurt something in him was hurt from having touched her, and he looks like he's gonna just weep. Like you, you. I almost expected the scene to end and have well, him just, just him in the corner weeping, rocking back and forth. Yeah, right. Like, but there are also moments of psychotic anger. Yes. Where I mean, what does he say? I love how if you move it without me telling you, I'll stab you in the heart. I'll stab you in the heart, and the way that he says it, it's so I matter him. of fact, but also not. It's not like no, I'll stab you, you in the so fucking heart. If you heart. move again, I will stab you in the heart. It's matter of fact, right? And it's so oh, it's so brutal. Yeah. And we get a hint at the beginning that they've developed the film in the camera, and that there we're going to see those pictures. So I think what's implied here is that he didn't take any pictures. No, it's he just sure the flash. He didn't take any pictures of this. He took the pictures of the faucets. He and took the, the pictures. shower heads and the hotel yeah. bathroom. So I mean, when they get. What did you think about the fact that he didn't kill them? Did it remove the stakes for you entirely? Or now I have an alternate theory. I think when he didn't kill them, that I never expected the the for, I never expected the detectives to open the door and to have dead bodies there. You didn't think like dead I didn't bodies? think so. I I for some reason I knew even though like I'm a, the first time I watched this I was like he didn't kill. I, for some reason I'm like that is not. That is not Psy. I expected dead people. You did? Yeah. Okay. Until the, the guy goes like, Mr. Mister T, and then, because he sees the right. guy sitting on the bed. But And then the, and then the clean knife in the I, sink. What yeah. I think it is, for me, was a return to the thesis of the film, which is a life free, our photos show a life free from tragedy, a life of leisure, and making them believe that he's just photographed them in terror and photographed them unhappy and photographed them in shame. All, what matters to Sai is photographs yeah. and that photograph record of the life. And by doing this to them, he's ruined their ability to pretend to have those, all I have is happy snapshots. Like, oh, these moments of pleasure and now joy. You don't. Now you don't. Now you have something that you cannot possibly forget, which shows that you've lived a really, really painful life. And you will suffer the way that you've made your family suffer. Right. So he, for in a weird way, 
in size by size definitions or rules or the way in his size world he did kill them because because he that happy photographic life is gone right it's so fucked up it's such a multifaceted ending it's really really it i mean it's it's it made it made me think a lot and then so what we get at the end is we cut back to the the Police question station, yeah. yeah now i want to this is what i want to dig into yeah. with you what do you think? Because he says, like you, uh, you know, you. He says to the, the detective across from him, "You seem like a. You're a, probably a father. Father. And a man. You're probably a good man. You would never neglect your children or because the way that you've treated me. Right. I know that you're a good man. And you're a good cop. Right. And then he gets into you would never neglect your children or abuse them, abuse them or force them to do disgusting things that, and he starts to lose it. Like for yeah. real, this is where Psy cracks. This is when we see Psy have a like break for real for a prolonged mm-hmm. period of time. And he says, do disgusting things that children should never have to do and take pictures of it. And so we're like, Oh, so Psy, this is Psy, This is what made Psy who Psy is. He was sexually abused as a child by his father. And, Pictures were taken of yeah. it. So that's why. And now here's my tag on note for the similarity between his photographs and the kids photographs. His photographs are also pictures of the wasp on Jello. I wrote down these are pictures. These are safe pictures. And if you look at what he took pictures of stuff on the nightside table, mm-hmm. the faucet, the wallpaper, the curtains, those are what you look at when you're looking away from something it hurts to see. Yeah, you don't naturally look right at a curtain right. or a shower head. So or... to get briefly graphic, if you're being raped by an adult who is over you, you turn your head to the side and what do you see? What yeah. what do you imprint in your mind so you don't have to think about the horror? It's what's next to you or in the room next to you, or it's the it's the nightstand, it's the it's the toilet, it's the the dripping faucet, it's the tiny details that you use to distract the peripheral details. You live there. You look everywhere, yeah. but at what's horrifying or painful. Mm-hmm. But, but, but Sai has lied about a shitload of stuff in this movie and has totally fabricated parts of his past before. A lot of it. Most of it's all completely made up. So did that happen? He would have no reason to to say it. Otherwise, but he hasn't had. I mean, uh, I mean, to guard, if you're in handcuffs in a police station, you're gonna station, probably say, "Hey, I have some psychological things. That's why I did this, right?" Right. And we don't. The beautiful thing about the movie is we don't know enough about Psy to know how his motivations work. Zero. We At know all. nothing about his motivations because anything we've been given to him so far has not been true. Right. So it, but it's, but Robin Williams sells that performance and given, you know, like what we might, you know, given what we might, our, our preconceptions about like abuse or like traumatic events that might seem to explain his behavior in some way or explain why he's broken. Or he's completely calculating. Exactly. And is. Right. Like his, his life is like this minimalist like hyper ordered thing and he's always so locked down and he has he's clever enough to get the same book that the mom is reading read it and memorize it and hook her in just by using it as bait that's not a that's dumb not man. a dumb no that's so, calculated that's right yeah. so the last and the last thing we see is he lays his pictures out and he starts looking at them and we realize like though this is a very i said norman base before this is a very psycho ending so so Norman Bates, you find out that he is the killer. He's dressed in drag at the end. But right. when he is 
in the police station at the end of Psycho, having just been interrogated, he's not speaking. And it's the voice of the mother in his head is like, you sit there, Norman. And you sit there and you smile. And there's a fly. He's like, and I'm not even going to hurt that fly. They'll see and they'll know. He wouldn't even hurt a fly. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing that he's doing. He's like, oh, they'll see and they'll know that I'm just a crazy person. I'm just a crazy these looking at of, these pictures. Of the, this weird shit. Who, no one takes pictures of this. I am not mentally stable. So he, yeah. and he, if it's not true, he planted the seed of sympathy yes. in this father of children. This good man. This good man, good cop, father of children, who all who knows what motivated him to do mm-hmm. this. Enough sympathy to give him the photos. Right. He gives, he gives him his photos. Yeah. Like a guy who just held a man and a woman at knife point and didn't take pictures of them, but held two people at knife point. He, he he gave that guy asked for something and evidence. he gave it that's to fucking, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the seeds been got him. The seeds been planted. This is the the ending of this movie is so ambiguous. Yes, you could read it. You could read it both ways. Like he's he finally broke. Yep. He's broken and done. And or looking at his pictures. Or science. Or it's the Norman Bates. Or science <laughs> doing what Sai does, yeah. and he's got his shit on lockdown, and he's the master manipulator. It's very very weird. The I'm not entirely sure. The other thing that the photo with him included in the family at the end, where the dissolving—I I think that was think just a weird tagged on. Yeah, I, 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 I almost think. wish that if it had just ended with the sound, him looking down and us not seeing the pictures and just hearing the sound of flipping pictures, yep. and then cut to back, and then like one more picture flip, right. and then credits directed by, it and then that's it. Right, yeah. give me that. I don't need that weird. I don't know what you're no, saying. No, that was me. like a little weird tag on. I'm like, don't know what you're saying to me. Don't know. You just took a really cool ambiguous ending and could be it maybe into. a studio note where they're like and what if we did that picture yeah that sound, that feels like a studio <laughs> note um yeah so dude I'd, i can't believe we talked about this i mean a lot some of it was serial killer barber talk but right i can't but believe no, how long we talked about that i was movie. expecting this to be about an hour me too i was expecting ish. it to be a lot shorter but there was way more in here to dig into yeah. than i expected there to be which is great this is why we do this, man. Yeah, fucking <laughs> digging into this shit. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do this, do it all the way. Yep. Because we know that our our audience, the audience listening, is gonna be the audience that that hangs around. The cinephile audience. Yeah, exactly. Or they're gonna be the audience like one hour photo. I hated that movie, and then they no, skip, they to, they the skip to the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> they're gonna listen to Cemetery Man, where they laugh for fucking oh my god minutes. cemetery oh, wait, yeah. does that Cem- drop yet not, no yeah it has at this point at, it when they hear this yes i get so this time travel thing We're is weird month in advance yeah <laughs> cemetery man and blood and concrete are the two funniest episodes <laughs> i've ever cut i i was laughing so hard i couldn't hear the episode in my headphones so i had to stop that to keep awesome. cutting oh my god they're fucking hilarious um, speaking of, of uh, our listeners Yes This is a listener supported podcast If you like what we do You can head on over to Patreon.com Slash Max Peterson You can get shout outs on the show You can get bonus episodes You can get our infamous season zero Where we yes. talk about all sorts of cool flicks And really really love on Tom Hardy and Daniel Day-Lewis a lot A lot if you want to send us something on the show, uh, not send us like physical thing, but if you want, if you got something to say, a note, a if, comment, if a... you think you can explain the ending of one hour photo, or if you think we're just like totally talking bullshit and this movie was like a piece of garbage and you think we're dumb, or Let us know. if you think we're geniuses, send us an email at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm pretty much off all social media except for Instagram. So if you want to reach out to me, um, that's 
actual Max P. I post a lot of pictures of like things I'm cooking and things I'm writing. <laughs> and I should start posting pictures of us doing podcasts. <laughs> a podcast? I was thinking about that too. We'll work on it. Where can people find you, Carl? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Carl Hartley, K-A-R-L-H-A-R-T-L-E-Y. That's it. Is that it? That's it. Good. Glad to hear it. Um, get off the social media, people. It's killing your yeah. brains. Watch more movies. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, we, uh, certain levels of support on Patreon get you shoutouts on the show and every episode Every episode, we er, shout er, er those episode. motherfuckers out. I think we should probably start this week with the elephant in the room and just get him out of the way. Connor Sweeney, thank you so much. Mm. Um, so we also have... What, you want to talk about it? You want to talk about his recent scandal? I'm not fucking talking about that shit right now. Not People are going to hear this. It's been draped. We have to remember that people are going to hear this. It's been splashed over. I don't give a Every fuck. outlet, every tabloid's talking about it. Do we really want to get involved in the sensationalism, Carl? I'm just trying to blow past it. I don't want to linger. You're blowing past it so hard you're going to tip the fucking sailboat over. Look. I don't know what that means. What's done is done, and who it's been done to, it was did. And they can't prove anything yet. No one has any business wearing black knee-high socks with sneakers and shorts. We're not victim-blaming, but come on. Who? I can't. That's, I'm, we're not, it's a controversial. Over the knees. Over, all the way above the knees. Above Socks aren't meant to do that. I don't hold, I don't hold Connor Sweeney responsible for that. Why would you? Not at all. Not at all. Oh my God. Would you, I would have done the same. Would you have done that? What I mean, what, it's you're going to blame where he bought the socks then? No, no, I wouldn't. Where do you where do you place the you blame? You blame then? the knees. He is the one. You blame the you knees, blame Carl. <laughs> it's the only sensible thing to blame in this fucking country. Fuck your knees, Connor. Jesus, Connor. Look, we don't we don't hold it against you. We don't. We love you, actually. You're in our prayers. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Connor Sweeney. So we also have to shout out. Um, who else do we have to shout out? Oh, the beautiful and uh, always lovely Daniel Pelsha or Darnell Pelsha. I am a huge fan of how you just said that, which was Daniel Pelsha. <laughs> I say I say your name in so many different and weird ways. Daniel Pelsha. You know what that was? Is that was this? That was this. This is exactly what that was. Danielle Pelshaw thought that a weekend in the mountains was going to be fun. <laughs> Little did Danielle Pelshaw know. A really bad, a really, <laughs> a, a really bad audio book, a really bad book. <laughs> I know I was doing for true crime <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, that too. Oh, like a, this week on Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Danielle Pelshaw. <laughs> the question is, what did they do with her knees? <laughs> 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 Thank you, Thank John Shivey and Casey Shivey over in the NY. Uh, we've been watching. We've been watching their blogs on YouTube. I don't know how to shout them out, but they're hilarious. John posts blogs of their life, and they. they I'm like, how how exciting could this be? And then I clicked one, and they were in Paris, and I was like, oh, fuck. okay, well, there's <laughs> wow. Paris. Well, yeah, Mr. Special with your Paris and your and own. You're getting down. on a plane and your passport, <laughs> you're adulting and shit. I know. I got you nothing. You have to go else. to a post office. My next bit of adulting is going to sleep. Yeah, mine too. I'm fucking dying. Yeah. I'm dying. Crushed. Next week, uh, next, no, you want to talk crushed? Next week, Awakenings. Fuck, dude. We're doing a two for, mm. we're recording two in one go. Awakenings yeah. and What Dreams May Come. I'm bringing two boxes, two of, boxes tissue of tissue and probably a fifth of gin. Yeah, we're, that's going to be a real, we're going to, for those of you at home, we uh, double up on recording sometimes to get ahead and this is the most brutal doubleheader we've ever yeah. done. Two of the most heartbreaking Robin Williams movies that exist. 
on the same day. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah, but then we have As an always. upcoming uh, uh, Patreon oh. exclusive doubleheader with Danielle and uh, Bird and you and me. Well, should we tell them what next month is going to yeah, be? Yeah, let's do it. Next do month it. is, uh, you know, right now we got to get through the Robin Williams, mm-hmm. the Awakenings of August. But next month, baby, September exploitation, all exploitation oh movies, all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we doing Black Dynamite? I forgot if we had that uh, on there. We're, mm, we're doing The Mac. We're yes. doing Truck Turner. Yes. We're doing Caged Heat, Roger Carmen's Caged Heat. I can't remember what the last is one it is. Black Caesar? It might be Black Caesar. I think it's Black Caesar. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, well, we're uh, getting out of here. Uh, so that was measuring flicks. Um, I'm just going to take you out on... Oh, I know what I'll take you out on. I'll go... Kodachrome? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> 